This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast. Powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Back, moves to the left, takes the handoff, and Wilkins will be swallowed in the backfield. A couple of Colorado tacklers there, led by Kenneth Olobode. Taking you beyond the field and inside the locker room. Right, he got a deep ball again to Sheffield. One-handed catch, Sheffield goes down at the one-yard line. Unbelievable catch from Sheffield over the shoulder. Here are your hosts, Ryan Koningsberg, Jake Shapiro, and Ted Chalfin. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast, and yes, we are back a little bit early this week, of course, because UCLA is playing the Colorado Buffaloes on Thursday, uh, the day we normally release this podcast, so we had to push the podcast up to Tuesday. Uh, glad we could be here, glad we could be joining you from the Blake Street Tavern. We are, well, I am Jake Shapiro. Across the table from me is Ryan Koningsberg. To my left is Ted Chalfin. Uh, of course, another wonderful intro from Connor McGahee. Uh, Just uh, PSA, Ali Monroe has been banned from the podcast due to bad <laughs> opinions. She chose Jake to win the headline off, and 70% of people disagreed with her. Um, that's worse than Trump, I think. Uh, wow. I just want to say we are, all, we are all Jake Shapiro. Got political real quick. <laughs> Shap lives matter. <laughs> I feel like I get roasted so much I need to make that statement. Someone's upset already. Someone is V upset. Uh, either way, I just think when we record the next podcast, the election will be over. Either way, one way not to be upset, uh, or one way you won't get upset, is if you use mybookie.lv. You won't get upset about their fast, no-hassle payouts. Uh, football fans are absolutely flooding the online marketplace, putting big action on the football game, and then they have to wait weeks to collect their cash. There's nothing more frustrating. Big That's league. why thousands of online players are going to mybookie.lv. They offer real Las Vegas odds, incredible player props, and live in-game action with odds updated in real time. And as we just told you, fast, no hassle pass. When you win, join now and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000 and get an extra 10% on top of that. When you sign up and deposit today, just make sure you use promo code BSN Denver. The site you are on, BSN Denver. Expert or rookie? It might be on iTunes.com. You got to go check out mybookie.lv <laughs> today. Or SoundCloud or something like that. Stitcher? Uh, Stitcher. For Android users. All my Android heads out there. Hey, Honestly, buddy. if you have an Android, just like turn off the podcast. Okay, so Ryan. Not every, literally not everybody can afford an iPhone. That's like the most, that is the most 1% take I've ever heard I didn't heard say it has to be an iPhone. Can't be an Android. So, you would prefer somebody have a Windows phone over an Android? Oh, yeah. Windows phone is like super <laughs> hipster phone decision. There's some guy out there with an Android phone adding you about Cephalufal. I'm, I'm going to at Ryan when this comes out about my Samsung Galaxy. If you at, Sorry. If you have a, an Android, you're not allowed to at me. <laughs> wow. You can see Android, Twitter for Android, and you're just like, nah, I'm out of this. Yeah, if it says... Twitter from Android, like I'm just blocking you. I didn't realize we were so elitist on the BSN Buffs podcast. Oh, uh, you you missed a long period of the summer. We're, Where's we're an elite? I don't podcast. listen to you. Why would I listen to you over the summer? Lots of people do. Eh. Lots you of people get came on here Will with Wayland. these kind of takes. <laughs> Lots of people tier came from one, Will Wayland. Tier one phone tier takes. one phones only. Yeah. Either way, uh, <laughs> the Buffs are out to play. The UCLA Bruins on uh, Thursday night, as we told you before, that's a nationally televised game at 7 o'clock at Folsom Field on Fox Sports 1. And uh, the Buffs lead the Pac-12 South, actually, are in sole possession of that. And if I would have asked you coming into this season, hey, 
You know, we're looking at a November 3rd game, UCLA versus Colorado. Which team will be leading the Pac-12 South? A lot of people probably would have said UCLA, Which not Colorado. Which team will be in the top 25, preseason number 16 UCLA, or preseason number 11 in the Pac-12 Colorado? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Buffs. Guess what? The Buffs are the highest ranked they've been entering the month of November since the year of our Lord, 2002. <laughs> 2002. 2002. What, what a time was to be going on that in 2002? Was. I was in second grade. It's the year old before RK. Bartman. The year before Bartman. So the year, the year before I knew Heartbreak. Wow. I had not known Heartbreak yet. 2002, I was 10 years old. Well, I mean, it was one year after. Was that your cowboy period? No, no. <laughs> that was like five to six. Okay. Cowboy RK. Great brand. 2002 was a really weird season. They got blown out by USC at home, but they also, Ooh, beat, was, they also beat UCLA on the road. They also beat Nebraska on the road. They had some good games that year. Carson Palmer and the Trojans rolled in and put a shellacking on the Buffs. I want to say like 40, it was like 42 four, to 3. It was like 40 to 3 or something to that effect. And they still recovered and they, after from a 1-2 and two start. And they, and they were number 13, I think, at one point in that season before they lost their last two games, the conference championship and the bowl game. Well, the Buffs are nine-point favorites. At least they opened as nine-point favorites in this one. And you talk about an L.A. team coming into Colorado and blowing them out. I think that's the last thing people are expecting uh, coming into this game. In fact, I believe people are probably expecting the opposite, that the Colorado Buffaloes may blow out the UCLA Bruins. And uh, the reason why I mentioned uh, the start of the season off the top is because it's, it's still key to remember that this team, this Colorado Buffaloes team, not many people thought they'd be doing what they are doing right now. Uh, in fact, Vegas, they're still 8-0 against the spread. Uh, that continues to be the spread's actually moved to minus 13. I'd probably still take that with the buffs covering that one, uh, which you can do on mybookie.lv. But, you know, this game is setting up for Colorado to be a pretty big showing uh, because they have a chance, and, and they did this with Stanford, they did this with Arizona State, they have a chance to beat a team that they really haven't beaten since they've joined the Pac-12. They haven't beaten them since that season that I was just talking. Well, actually, no, they beat them in 3 2 They beat them at home in 3 But anyway, it's been a long time. Yeah, it has been a really long time. But a key thing to remember here is even when the Buffs were at their worst, they played well against UCLA. Yep. Now they're, in my opinion, considerably better than UCLA. Uh, and so... Not only do I think they can out-talent them, they can out-coach them. It just seems like Mike McIntyre has more as a number. And I think, I think that's, a, that's a double cross there. I think UCLA is in for a world of hurt. They going to run 91 plays in a quarter this, this, game, this year? It wasn't quite that. Well, it, was it was 89, wasn't it? No, they was ran a half. A, oh, 89 and a half. I think it was like 81 in the half. It was an absurd number. They ran for I, not I, a lot of points. I saw it on my time hop. Uh... They ran 40 plays in the second quarter to UCLA's four, and they, were, and they got outscored by UCLA. Right, because there's a bunch of turnovers. Pick six. Yeah, probably Sefa Lufau, man. <laughs> but, you know, hey, Sefa Lufau's back, and this will be his, what, second, third week back as the starting quarterback of the Buffalo since his injury. He did not look so good uh, two weeks ago against Stanford. Uh, not to fault him at all. He, he did his job. The Buffs won, whatever. But... He probably just needs to kind of do that again, and the Buffs have a pretty good shot at blowing out UCLA. The key, to, the key to this game, in my opinion, is Phil Lindsay getting out and running the ball down the throats of the UCLA Bruins. You guys already had this uh, which last they week. should be able to do. 
Do we want to take prop bets on how many yards Phil's going to get? Because you guys alluded to it last week, but I want to get some hard numbers now. What's like a fair, like, because I know where I think he's going to be, but I don't want to give that away. So, what's a, one, I was going to say 150, is that though? The over-under? That's like too high. Phil, like how many here, did Joe Williams have? Here we go. So, Phil Lins, the Colorado Buffaloes are averaging 216 rushing yards a game. It's insane. The UCLA Bruins are averaging 173 rushing yards allowed a game. Really? That's it? Mm-hmm. That's still, it's still not very good. In it's my still opinion. pretty bad. No, it is, that is pretty bad. Um, and obviously the Buffs numbers are inflated from a couple bad teams they've played. But what, like Arizona State? Do you, but yeah. you want to go? <laughs> I mean, dude, I don't like. I don't know. At a certain point, you just kind of. How many you, rushing yards did they put on Idaho State? Probably a lot. A lot. But I think they threw the ball more. In but that do game. you want to go all-purpose yards with Phil Lindsay because he's you know he's, he's not, bound to get a few a few receptions. What? Oh, he reception. has two hundred twenty-five receiving yards too this year. Um, no, let's let's go Philip Lindsay yards on the ground. Okay. Okay. Over under, I think one fifty is a little ridiculous. Okay. The Buffs, then, then by the way, in that Idaho number. State game, at two hundred sixty-two yards on the ground. Okay. With four TDs. I think a fair place to put it is like one twenty, but then I think we're all just going to pick over. Yeah, that's why I think one fifty is a lot more interesting. All right, one fifty it is. But I want to. I, I think sometimes uh, Vegas actually does props on these. Primetime game, so I'm I'm gonna check that out. Okay, the the night of the game, see where they actually put it. I take the under on the 150. I take the over. I just Phil coming off an ankle injury, supposedly healthy. I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the safe side. That injury was like a month ago. It feels like it does feel like the Buffs have never played a football game. <laughs> yeah, that bye week. Like was... I absolutely don't remember the Buffs playing a football game this it's year. It's funny though seeing people like complaining about a bye week, and I know it's like you just want to watch the team play. You just like want to watch the team it's play. It's hard, but like. Do you remember what it was like watching them play 13 games in a row? Like, exhausting. That was the most exhausting thing I've ever seen. But part of that was how they were playing. True, but I mean, 13, like no one should play 13 games in a row no, ever. No, that's an inhumane schedule. It shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't do that in the NFL. Actually, they do, but they shouldn't. Can you have a week 14 bye? You can have a week four bye. Oh, that's true. The Broncos had it two years ago. But anyway, you shouldn't have college kids playing 13 games in a row. I'm going to go over on the Phil thing. I think he can hit 160, 165. I have him at 200 in my mind. Yeah? I think he Just on the ground? Yep. But, I mean, you got to figure that they will rotate in Kyle at some point. Yeah, I just think he breaks, like, three or four really big ones. That's true. You get, you get one big 75-yarder that goes a long way. True. Uh, meaning he's only had a few of those over the course of his college career. But, but he had one two weeks ago. He had one three weeks ago, his last home game. 16 days is closer to two weeks than three. It's in terms of college football <laughs> weeks, it's three weeks. Okay. Two uh, games ago. The other key for this game, I think, in my opinion, is whether or not Josh Rosen plays. Uh, Ryan is ve- was very high uh, at, on Josh Rosen at one point. He's said who? You last year a bunch of times on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Really? You yes. were also very high on Josh Rosen. Well, it's because he's Jewish. I have no idea how he plays football. No, you're high on him because you think he has a quarterback's personality because right, he has a hot tub, in, a his hot tub in his dorm room. That's true. I, that, like, that probably is why I was high. I, I've never been like on the whole, like, my guy Edward Lewis who covers the Bruins, like, Josh Rosen, like, Heisman thing. But he does, I mean, he can make all the Would throws. Would you take Sam Darnold over Josh Rosen right now? I really don't like Sam Darnold's face. No, me neither. I don't he's, either. A, he's a horrible-looking individual. <laughs> he looked pretty good against Cal the other night. <laughs> Not he's his a good, face, He's a though. really good player. But then, like... Hey, Darnold. He, they, they, were, they were talking about him being, like, 
Andrew Luck, like the next Andrew Luck. I heard them say that on the broadcast. Because they both got big, yeah, like in terms of being faces. ugly, yeah, <laughs> faces that could write you in 1868. Uh, anyways, Josh Rosen has been injured for a while, and uh, he may not play in this game. Their backup, Mike Fafal, Fa- I really falafel. Put, fala- it might as well be Mike falafel. F. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna say the backup quarterback from Cockeysville. He is from. That's actually also my hometown. Cockeysville. <laughs> uh, someone's gonna like that. That's listening right now. Uh, either way, uh, the difference between the two is very comparable or, or very what? different because of uh, Rosen averages 8.2 yards an attempt. Uh, Mike F. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what we're calling so him from here on out. So <laughs> disrespectful. Averages 6.39. Uh, you also, uh, he, he does have some... Uh, Can someone keep count of how many quarterbacks we've roasted on this podcast <laughs> this so far? Is, this is payback for all of the people who don't know how to pronounce Sefo's name still in his fourth year as a starter. Such an Cifo. evil that cover the scene sometimes don't. Yeah. I don't know why that's hard. No, it's, it's not. It's, it's phonetic. I mean, Liu Fao, I can forgive. Okay. Because that's but what it Sefo. looks like at first. Yeah, Sefo's not hard. That's exactly... It's like people, who, can't get exactly cha- it's like people it's... who say Chaplin on my last name. I'm like, it's just spelled out right there. It's Chaplin. It's probably people with dyslexia like Chap. I got Ted's name right the first time. Your name, no, I was not even close the first time I tried to pronounce it. Okay, but point is, we were trying to talk about UCLA's quarterback situation. Uh, that, that, that came and went, Ted. Yeah, I think we kind of... We'll say, I, I don't think it matters. I think we kind of covered I don't it think with it the Mike F situation. I don't think it matters. It doesn't. I think the secondary is too good, and the UCLA can't run the ball. This game, I'm just... Like, it scares every, you? It scares me because Every everyone, game scares like, me. I thought I was going to be the guy who was like, yeah, the Buffs are going to completely stomp on them, and then everyone else would be like... I don't know. It's going to be a close game. Arizona is the game that scares me for that reason because it's a road game and everybody thinks the Buffs are going to kill them and everything points that the Buffs should kill them, but, but it's maybe, still a road game. Is it just time for us to understand that like, the Buffs can just kill teams that aren't good? Yeah, we've already seen them do that. They right. can kill teams that are okay. Arizona State is an okay football team. They're very flawed, but they're okay. What's it going to take for fans to stop being cautiously optimistic? Nothing. That's the nature of Buffs fans at this point. They, they, you're going to need five years of this before they get cocky, truly cocky. Nah, it's going to take like them going to the Rose Bowl this year, and everyone's going to think they're going to win the national title next year. What if they get killed in the Rose Like They have to win the Rose Bowl. They can't just go. Eh. I think people Against will be Nebraska? all on board. I, will, I, will, I won't make it out of L.A. I will be in a jail cell in L.A. if they play Nebraska. But your whole plan is to not make it out of L.A. ever, so like that kind of works for you. Yeah, but I would like to not be incarcerated, so I'm really hoping they play Wisconsin or somebody I don't hate. I really want them to play Nebraska. I mean, come on. No. Them playing Nebraska in the Rose Bowl would be the greatest thing ever. Honestly, the greatest thing ever. I'll get to meet the AP pollster that keeps voting for the Buffs from Omaha. (laughs) That guy. He has us number 12 this week. Guys, Big oh, fan. That guy's an OG. He, ha- he oh, was the only voter for us the first week. You think he listens to the podcast? <laughs> we could send it to him. Do we, we have his Twitter at? I don't know, but he, I mean, I know I could find his name. I just have to look it up. Okay. Uh, well, to keep on the subject of the UCLA game, Ted's been tweeting about uh, how many fans possibly Won't might be up. there on uh, Thursday night. And uh, in my opinion, at least at, on first thought, I would think Thursday night, nationally televised game, blackout. Ton of people going and a big Pac-12 South matchup. Yeah, sure, UCLA is not as as good as Utah, but still, it's it's a meaningful game. UCLA has a name with a lot of credence, and you would think that would draw a lot of fans, and especially with 
a game maybe not on a Saturday. That might help for once. Uh, but according to Ted and according to his metrics, the Ted metric. My looking at the seat map over time metric. Uh, Tried and very things, scientific. Things are not trending well for Rick George and the athletic department. It's bad, selling folks. For this it's game. really bad. And I was surprised as anybody. I, I had to keep like lowering my, my projections for this because I just couldn't actually believe what I was seeing. I think UCLA turned into the least appealing game of the last three. How is that possible? Because it's people, a Thursday nighter. Families are going to skip it. Old people are going to skip it. Old people, people that who have don't, jobs in the morning. People who don't want people it. People we don't really want people to be who there have, anyway. People who have jobs are going to skip it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, but like people who have nine to five jobs don't want to deal with the parking. They don't want to deal with a weeknight traffic trying why to get to the game. Is, why is everyone so soft? I don't know, Ryan. I haven't missed a game in the last four years, but I'm talking to a guy who's never missed a game in like 14 years. I don't know. I can't speak 15. for everybody. The end of okay. the season will be 15 but I can't speak for everybody else. I don't know, but it's looking like it's going to be a, a low 40s, not even mid 40s I don't think crowd. anyone has a right to complain about game times or like dates of game after I made it to an 11 a.m. game the day after Halloween two years ago. I was there. Washington State. I still had my Halloween costume on from the night right. before. Right. You still had the makeup <laughs> I on. I still had my makeup on from right. the night before. Washington State. That, that Washington State game. No, it was Washington. I was going to say, I have they played Washington State at home since the Embry? No, I guess um, it's been five years since they played Washington yeah, State. Yeah, they won on that on like a deep seam route in the fourth quarter. The Buffs should have won. It was, I believe, it was the first. It was the Pac-12 opener. Yeah, because yep. Cal didn't count. But anyway, yeah. By the way, no one can complain about game times after I suffered through that. Seven p.m. Like seven p.m. on a Thursday. There's nothing wrong the thing, with that. You knew about and the this weather's all nice year. Too. You knew about this all year. This is the only game that everybody knew when it was going to be. I think it's going to be better than you think. And also, I don't think you can blame the athletic department because they've done stuff. Like, I'm looking at my email right now. I have uh, $15 off for Boulder residents. That's a good deal. 60 bucks to get in. I think, like, this team is worth $60. Bucks. Um, Let me check StubHub right now. They've got all sorts of different – they did uh, tickets from $40, family four-pack, four tickets for $40 each. You can That's get into this good. game for 57 on StubHub, which is a, it might, might seem like a lot, but it's about $25 less than the Arizona State game was. Um, the, I still, there's a, still about, I just, I just, when I see all the little green dots on the seat map and I compare it to what I saw for ASU and what I saw for uh, Oregon State, uh, it leads me to believe that there's going to be six to 7,000 fewer people there in the ASU game. Why I think are it's football be low games 40s. so expensive? That's, That's what I, I mean. It is very expensive. Like, I'm not spending $55 to go to a football game. Well, it's 62 once you incorporate the fees. Or I'm 82 spend, I, That's me. I mean, I, I, that's, I'm just not I mean, I'll go, but money. my season but tickets are student, That's why your tickets are cheaper. Well, I'm a student. My tickets are cheaper, and I don't even pay for those because I'm media. Right. I will I'm say saying, it is hard. I mean, it is like. You should be able to. First of all, you should have just bought season tickets in the first place. Um, yeah. Well, right, if, you, if that was your thing. I mean, if right, if you were planning to go to more than two games this year, you should have bought season and tickets. And it would have been worth it. Right. All the $40 tickets are gone, which tells me that people think they're too expensive. When your worst seats are the ones that are going first, that's the opposite problem of what the basketball team has had over the years, where they've had trouble selling their GA tickets the last couple of years. Um, it's the, the upper end zone tickets that go first now, um, and then the $55, and then the $75. People are buying them from like the, the, the bottom up in terms of how good the seats are. I mean, in terms of quality, not in terms of where they are in the stadium. And that tells me that people don't think that they're a good value. The 105 
$100 tickets. The $130 tickets are pretty good, and, and those t- tend to go, but also a lot of season tickets are in those sections. But, like, your, your 30-yard line, I mean, even against ASU, did you see how many empty seats there were on the 30-yard line? There were a lot. Yeah. That was the most empty part of the whole stadium. And that just tells me that those tickets are overpriced, and they're, they, I worry about the Utah game not even selling out at this point. But in the end... From the athletic department standpoint, it doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. They make the money. Yeah. But I just wish that they cared more about image than they do, obviously. All that matters if is all the student tickets... section looks lit and it looks yeah. good on TV. The, the, the cameras, for the first time in years, are going to want to focus on the end zone instead of any other part of the stadium, which has been the area that everyone's wanted to stay away from showing on TV for the last five years. Well, guess what? I think the student section is going to be the fullest part of the stadium on Thursday night. Student section is going to go off. It better. Student section rush the field if they win. No, let's hope not. There's nothing. To, there's nothing to rush for. Um, I will resign at my affiliation with the unit if we rush the field. Um, we, we should save that for for the last game of the season. I was season. just curious because there's going to be a lot of people that show up with that mindset, knowing. I mean, people knew ASU was five and one. I'm no. I'm the Thursday night blackout game. People go to that game. They roll in from their frat and they go. We're rushing the field if we win. That's literally their only thought in their mind. We have the justification this time that the Buffs are a top 25 team and UCLA is not. Last time we really couldn't say anything because ASU was getting more votes than the Buffs were and they were ranked in the coaches poll. I don't think it's going to happen. If it happens, I'll be very ashamed. Someone will try. Someone will try. I hope they get tackled. (laughs) Save it for the Utah game. I hope they get tackled by Carlton. Save it for the Utah game. That would be a field rush that would be long overdue if that That happens. That one... The whole damn stadium. Yeah, the whole be stadium the should rush the field if that happens. Whole dang, gosh dang stadium should <laughs> be on. The but field. anyway, I think it's going to be a good environment. I was just really hoping that it would be like one of those old school Folsom blackout games where the whole stadium was covered in black. And unfortunately, Virginia. it won't be. And that brings me to the next thing: the Buffs will be wearing gold, black, gold for this game. What's up with that? Not gold, black, black, or black, 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 uh, which is very interesting. So interesting, in fact, that some of the players were. Well, we'll say local player perturbed by <laughs> jersey decision. <laughs> jersey decision. Yeah, um, like I have no explanation for this except for the fact that I guess they're undefeated in gold, black, gold this year, right? They are, but I mean, they haven't worn gold, black, black in a long time. They've never won in black helmets. Well, that's why they I beat thought... Idaho State in black helmets. Yeah, they have. Oh, they have. But, that's I, their one but they've win. never won in all black, which is why I thought they were going to go back to the old blackout look of gold, black, gold, black, black, which black. is the best uniform in college football ever. But they didn't. I, and I, it's weird to me because you've known that this was going to be the blackout game since the summer. Everybody knew that. And the players were certainly under the impression that they were going to go all black. Um, so it's... I can't quite figure it out. I can understand trying to break the jinx and going gold, black, black, because that was... There's precedent for that. That's how the blackout game was for two decades almost. But, yeah, I can't figure this one out. It was very puzzling to me. Um, and I, I don't know who to ask. That I'm yeah, not go on. say here. No, what? what? Is it the one that we already know? Yeah. You, you don't, why don't you want to say it here? Jake and Ted can tell you if I was right. Why don't you already want to... You don't want to go on the record? Is that being your theory? I don't want to spoil it. Well... But then, but wouldn't you rather say it and then be able to say that you called it? Ryan, you guys are gonna, you guys. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna back you up on that. I say I called it. I say I called it. Ryan's playing tricks, but not giving us the treat, (laughs) so to speak. We are recording this on Halloween, by the way. Yep. Both Chap and RK came dressed up as cocky bastards who (laughs) think they're good at journalism. Um, 
That's don't know. True. It's true. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to see where us cocky bastards go who are good at journalists, <laughs> journalism, you should stop off at the Colorado Keg House. That's where we get our beer. Our cocky journalists selves get our beer. Uh, Straight get, from Cockysville. Ales, pale ale, ales, nitros, yeah. IPAs, stouts, all of those things. They've got them at the Colorado Keg House. Ambers. Ambers. If you need an alert, they've got them there. Uh, it's the home for Colorado Craft Beer. It's right off of 36, uh, right next to the Broomfield Event Center, 36 in Wadsworth. You know the joint. It's a great place. Go stop by there. They've got 30 screens uh, to catch the game. It's probably a good place to spend on this Saturday when the Buffs aren't playing again on Saturday. Not often do the Buffs not play for two straight Saturdays in the middle of the fall, but might as well go check that place out and take advantage of it. So uh, Colorado Keg House, 36 in Wadsworth. We'll be right back on the BSN Buffs podcast. Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and modern. Schedule your tea time up to 60 days in advance at FossilTrace.com. Preferred Organic Therapy is one of Denver's original dispensaries. They've carried a fine list of award-winning strains since 2009, and they now carry Colorado's largest selection of edibles. You'll find other things like Apothecana Oils and Creams, Marcaha Oral Tinctures, and Charlotte's Web CBD. Nobody gives you the variety that Preferred Organic Therapy does. We're conveniently located off of I-25 and Colorado Boulevard. Preferred Organic Therapy, a better way to heal. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast. Uh, and guys, this was our question, the Colorado Safe Outlet question of the week. What do the CU Buffs need to do in order to impress you on Thursday night? Jacob Southard said 14-point-plus win. Phil Eats, no turnovers. Defense remains dominant. Charles McGee, get passing game going against solid pass D. CU, first five games, we averaged 313 yards. Last three games, 225. UCLA is only giving up 196 per game. And he also says if the Blackout Boys, with the hand symbol, which is so dumb, up recent production versus UCLA's number 24 pass uh, yards per game secondary, first five games, CU uh, was better than they have been the last three, which obviously makes sense because of they've been playing in the conference. Uh, Bromar says just win. Only thing that matters in November is, in du- is W, uh, which is Mike McIntyre's motto. Uh, David Kay also says win nothing more. I'm going to agree with the last two and say the Buffs Gold just game. need to win. Gold game. Gold games. What? Rewatch the first 30 seconds of The Rise if you don't know what we're talking about. Episode one. They started off in August planning on winning their last four games of the season. It just so happens that they're six and two now. Yep. They were planning on going to a bowl if they were two and six or better. They've been planning on like playing their best football. Whether that actually happens, we'll see. But they've been planning on it. Historically, CU is great in November. Before before they, they before they've like not won November they they're one for November in, under Mike McIntyre historically they're one for November under Mike McIntyre well they're definitely in a good spot right now uh, but before I tell you about how good of a spot they are in I've got to tell you about mybookie.lv it's that time of year again and we have a new opportunity for you to make some serious cash while watching football the site is called mybookie.lv and thousands of experts and rookies are playing and winning big there they offer real Las Vegas odds amazing player props and live in-game action with odds updated in real time but the best thing about mybookie.lv the fast no hassle payouts when you win 
Join now and they'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Get an extra 10% on top of that. When you sign up and deposit today, just make sure you use promo code BSN Denver. Expert or rookie, you've got to go check out mybookie.lv. Sign up today. Uh, but their buffs, the buffs are in such a good spot right now that the college football playoff poll comes out tomorrow for the first time, uh, week eight or whatever it is after week nine. No, it's after week nine. So uh, the college football playoff poll comes out tomorrow, and we're expecting the Buffs to get their first ever college football playoff rankings uh, because, of course, uh, this is instituted during the down years of Buffs football. Right now they're ranked number 21 in the AP poll, number 20 in the coaches poll. So really, they're in about as good of a position as they possibly could be. I mean, obviously, some breaks could have gone different ways. Yeah, but, if they win that USC game, they're like number 10 in the country. Right, but, you know, not much complaining here. I think it... People would agree or the with Michigan that. game. Well, yes. Get a few punts that go your way or whatever. But either way, they're in a really good spot. They're most likely going to be ranked in the college football playoff poll. Oh, they um, will be. What does this mean? Do you think – well, I mean, it means a lot. But do you think the fact that the, the college football playoff isn't supposed to factor in preseason rankings, do you think they have a chance to be ranked – could they be top 20? Well, they are well, top 20 in the coaches' poll. And they are. In they will the absolutely be top 20. Football power, you should be asking if they'll be top 15. The football power index, which is a more similar metric to what is used in the college football playoff, has the buffs, I believe, ranked in the top 15. 13, they, right? 13th. And the thing is, the college football playoff, it's their job pretty much to pay attention to college football across the country. The, you know, the buffs were left off a couple AP ballots this week by people in places like Savannah and Columbia, Missouri, and Florida, people who don't really have to pay attention to the Pac-12 and who maybe still don't realize that the Buffs are having a good year. The College Football Playoff Committee takes it way more seriously than that, and I think that they take into account all the statistics, and they don't take into account things like conference bias, at least they're not supposed to. I think there's a very good chance that they're 16-17 tomorrow. That's what, I mean, that's what I was thinking. In my, If you've watched the Buffs, like they... Six and two doesn't even matter once you've watched them. And I go back to something Brandon Spano said to us after the CSU game, when a lot of you know biased Buffs fans were still like, uh, "It was just CSU." He sent Jake and I a, a group text and said, "That team is legit. Like those are men playing football. They're gonna win a lot of games." And I, you know, I think for a, a, an unbiased voter who is watching this from a college football playoffs uh, standpoint, they see that same thing, which is a really, really, really good football team. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm with you, Ted. I think they have a great chance to be ranked a, a relatively higher than the AP because... In the, the, in, even, the, in the playoff, you mean? You said AP? Right, than the AP. Oh, than, yeah, okay. Th because a lot of those AP voters probably still haven't even seen a CU game. Unless they saw the opening night game on that Friday. So they're just looking at 6-2 and two and saying, okay, they're 6-2 and two in the Pac-12. I'll put them in. Yeah. Well, that's why, they've gotta, that's why for me to impress me, they've got to impress me like I'm an AP voter on Thursday night. And they've got to put up the type of performance against UCLA they put up against ASU. They've got to win convincingly. It's such a huge game for that matter because, really, since the CSU game, it's the first time the Buffs have been on a big stage this year. Yep. Uh, I mean, Michigan, a lot of people were TV audience. Yeah. I mean, in Michigan, a lot of people would go to Big Ten Network to watch a Michigan game because they're Michigan. But I don't think as many people were watching that as we'll be watching this game. Not even close. And especially with the fall off of Thursday Night Football in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, no one wants to watch that now just on principle of how bad everything has been. So 
you know, I was talking to someone in the Broncos media room today about how the, Bron- how, how the Buffs play on Thursday night, and they're like, awesome. I can watch that instead of the NFL game. Buffs are going to have a couple million people watching this game. Yeah, I mean, the other game is Oklahoma-Iowa State. Expect that to be over, you know, before really. I think it starts before, like, two hours before the Buffs game or something like that, or an hour before. I expect that game to be pretty well out of hand by the time the Buffs game is getting going. That's on, F- uh, that's on ESPN. ESPN. Dual Thursday night games. I kind of like that. That's how they, it's been doing yeah. about two years now. They've had more than one on Thursday off, and it's the fr- Friday they got the only game when they played USC last year. Right. Well, Friday is a terrible time to bust to that around in yeah. terms of weird times uh, for college football games. The uh, USC Trojans beat the California Golden Bears 45-24 on Thursday night, and the reason I fell asleep at halftime. Yeah, weren't you, were you over at my? No, you weren't over at my no. place. I was watching that game with a different person. Okay. I can, I'm confusing people again. This is like the third week in a row I've done this on the podcast. Uh, either way, uh, and Ryan hates it more than anything, and it's the best. His face I'm is just unconfusable. pure disgust How could you right possibly now. confuse me with someone else? Uh, but <laughs> my point with that one was uh, USC, if they had lost, it would have meant something towards the buffs because uh, USC holds the tiebreaker with Colorado. So if Colorado was to lose one more game – they need some help from USC. However, USC does have to play at Washington, and a lot of us are expecting Washington to take care of USC in that one. But Not speaking me. of Washington. You think USC is going to win that game? Yep. You told me with absolute confidence the last I, time we talked that bridge? that was an L for USC. Can I finish my bridge and why you're going to think this? Go ahead. Because the Washington I changed my tune. Cougars beat the Utah Utes 31 The Washington Cougars. Cougars. Shap. Husky. Resign. I do that literally every Resign. time with the two Washington schools. The, I, if you go back and listen to the Washington basketball podcast, like it's incoherent what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the Washington the Houston Huskies, Huskies, the fourth-ranked Washington Huskies, beat the Utah Utes 31-24, to and Ryan and I watched this game together for sure, I promise you. <laughs> that actually happened. Uh, and Utah looked a lot better in this game. Joe Williams looked terrific. Uh, Washington... Gaskin, their running back, was really good, but really not that impressive of an effort all around. And that's probably why you think that USC can go in there and take care of Washington in Seattle. If I'll be honest, last week was the first time I saw a full Washington game, start to finish. Me too. And, meh. Like, going into that game, I was like, man, even if the Buffs make it to the Pac-12 championship, I don't think they'll be able to take care of Washington. Watching that... There's no reason the Buffs couldn't beat Washington. Well, no, I think, I think the Buffs could beat Washington, but Washington didn't play their best game. I, you saw the way they came out, and then they had a really costly intercept. They came out, and they were up 14 nothing pretty quick, and then they had a pretty bad interception in their own territory, and that kind of swung the momentum, and it was a dogfight the rest of the way. USC is going to win. You also USC is going to win in Seattle. You're calling it right now? Yep. You're Drew, all- so you're going to put money on my bookie on that game? Sure. Money line. All right. All right. You better. I will. You better put your money where your mouth is because I, I think you're blaspheming right now. I'm not. They're going to win. He's not. You, you also have to consider, I think, that Washington was playing in a very tough environment at Utah. Yeah, that place it's in Seattle. Allowed. It's in the Coliseum. Sure. It's the, the 17th ranked team. The must really brings it. Bunch of virgins. Anyway. <laughs> it's a must-see. Student section goes off. I'm giving up on that game. Oregon beat Arizona State. Washington State beat Oregon State. Stanford beat Arizona. The other key one there was Washington State, Oregon State. Uh, And the reason for the Washington State game being key, in my opinion, uh, was because uh, if Washington State and Washington uh, stay undefeated and on the pace that they're on, 
Washington and Washington State will basically be a semifinal for the Pac-12 final, uh, as well with CU-Utah, if both of those teams keep on the track that they are. That game's be, on a Friday night, isn't it? The Apple Cup, isn't it, on a Friday night? I don't know, but I'm going to check I think it's on right a Friday now. night. But what I'm trying to point towards is how Because I was going to say it'll be a fun day, but it'll actually be a fun weekend. How terrific that would be for the, con- uh, the conference, uh, having basically two semifinal games back-to-back, uh, with the Buffs and the Utes and the Washington State Cougars and the uh, Washington Huskies. Uh, but, yes, you're right, Ted. That game's actually on Black Friday. The Buffs game's on Saturday. And can you guys stop sharing memes and just listen to the podcast for one second? We, Tyler Ziskin's very distracting. Tyler Ziskin just point, had to point out to me that there's a person dressed as the genie from Aladdin. I'm in. in yeah, a, I need to see this. incredible costume. I'm telling you, maybe the best costume ever. They've seen it, and they're impressed. Confirmed awesome. Best costumes in the world at Blake Street Tavern, or the best costume in the world. There's, like, one guy dressed up. Uh, Tyler Ziskin's also dressed up. Not as good as his costume was Saturday night. Tyler Ziskin has a beanie baby. If you've never seen a six-foot-eight beanie baby, you're missing out. Imagine being a six-foot-nine beanie baby. Yes. It was a very nice beanie baby. Yes. All right, so, but what were we talking about? The rest oh, of the yeah. Pac-12, where the Buffs fared yeah, yeah. it, the polls, all that stuff. Then. Okay, so here's okay, but here's my thing. Um, my thing is that I don't think a lot of people might worry about Washington State maybe stealing the Rose Bowl from CU. I don't think that happens if CU beats them. I think even if I don't, I think if CU beats them and then Utah, I think that regardless of what happens, if they were to play Washington in a title game. They're going to the Rose Bowl, win or lose. Oh, so you're saying if the Buffs were to lose in the Pac-12 title game to Washington, people would think that Washington State yeah. should get the – no. But I don't think so either. It's yeah. always such a tough position to be in, though. But, yeah, I know it looks bad having, having like, an additional loss. But Here's the deal. Didn't someone go to uh, the college football play- – not college football playoff. Maybe it was a BCS Bowl. Or was it a college football playoff that didn't make it to the SEC title game? It was from, like, the SEC West. Well, no, that Nebra- was the national ne- championship. Nebra- ne- well, Nebraska also made it to a national championship game without making their conference championship game. 2001. If there had been a playoff, both Nebraska and the Buffs would have been in. <laughs> that would have been wild. Uh, what were you saying, though? I was oh, just saying okay, that I think no, the Buffs ha- the, thing- the Buffs can still take if the Buffs can still control their own destiny for the Rose Bowl even if even if Wazoo goes seven and one. The thing is, every single bowl wants the Buffs, every single one, because they realize the rise. They realize that the fan base is so on board. They realize that everyone's been starved for this for so long. Oh yeah, that they they want them. So the Rose Bowl, they want the Buffs. Oh yeah, tons of alums in LA too. Exactly. So. I don't think CU necessarily has to worry about this. Uh, if, if that's you know if that's your biggest problem in the world, yeah, I know. If you're going to get selected for the Rose Bowl or not, everyone can uh, sleep at night. I think you still got to beat Utah. You still got to win the, win the South. Everyone can sleep at night knowing your backup option is San Diego Holiday Bowl, which is not a bad backup option at all. True, I love San Diego. One of the few towns that isn't Boulder that I really love. It's a little is big there, for you to call it a is town. Is there a song with a local reference in there that you like about San Diego? I think this is a better Ted question. No, I don't know any songs about San Diego. I think that makes Ryan like the city more. It's a great city quality. <laughs> Not having weird local references about it. Speaking of which, I'll just spoil this now. Devin Ross on the BSN 10 this week said that his favorite song is Closer by the Chainsmokers. That's a really basic 
opinion. Oh no. He also is an Eagles fan, so our own Ali Monroy is was losing. Philadelphia in- or like Hotel California. Wait, Phil- like right. Philadelphia Eagles or Hotel California Eagles? Philadelphia Eagles. Devin Ross is not a... <laughs> Cause I, no, because no. that would be like the most shocking thing I've heard all day. Devin Ross, yeah, dude. I just love... Cause, Joe, yeah. What, Joe, Joe West? Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in baseball You've been watching mode. too much World Series. I think a lot, uh, like, a lot of the Broncos have surprising music tastes. Like Emmanuel Sanders loves country music. Country music is never surprising for a football player, regardless of race. Really? Doesn't never never from like a diva me. wide receiver. You you're, you're uh, not a wide receiver. Yes. Yeah. Good point. If it was a lineman, though. But yeah, good point. I think that brings us to our next big picture buffs bit. Uh, I'm not transitioning from Emmanuel Sanders diva wide receiver country taste because I don't really know how to transition from that. But <laughs> what I will say is Ted has this idea for an article that he's been kind of mulling over. When the Buffs get to seven wins, that means if. they will. If. If. I didn't know that. If you would have told me Devin Ross said that Closer was his favorite song at the beginning of this podcast, I would have said everything differently. <laughs> Who's to say that it wasn't his favorite song like before the season? No, he said he heard it like two weeks ago for the first time. Oh, no. With it. Oh, <laughs> oh God. And what's happened to Devin Ross the last few weeks as a wide receiver? <laughs> He's been pretty quiet. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I wish that song would be quiet. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Uh, Okay, I got this. If the the Buffs get to seven wins, that means that they will be over 500, and they haven't had a 500 season since when, Ted? 2005, but it's bigger bigger than that. If the Buffs win on Thursday night, they'll be seven and two. Anybody want to tell me in the last, um, oh, I don't know, 75 years, how many times... They've been better than seven and two. How many times they've gotten to seven wins faster than that? Like how many seasons that are like objectively better than the one they're having right now? I'll say eight. I don't know, six? Four. Wow. Nineteen sixty one, they were seven and oh. Um nineteen eighty nine, they were seven and oh. Nineteen ninety four, they were seven and oh. Nineteen ninety six, they were seven and one. Now ninety and ninety two, they were seven one and one. So you could say, yeah, it was better, but it still took them the same amount of games to get to seven wins. Get to seven wins. Wow. So there, there's there's a lot of other seven and two seasons on there, but like you're still getting into the like echelon, echelon of a very special season if they win this game. They've got a real shot to get to nine or ten wins this year. I mean, eleven's not even out of the picture, but if you get to nine you would only be the 14th team in the history of this university to win nine. Technically, 12 isn't out of the picture. Not technically, no. But if you, you know, but 13 <laughs> isn't even out of the picture 13. technically. Okay, all right. But you, you know what's crazy? Uh, First 13 and two team especially ever. Especially looking back at last year's uh, basketball team is the way that snuck up on us where it was like, oh, my God, all of a sudden this is one of the best basketball teams in the history program. Uh, obviously, football has a more storied history, but this is really sneaking up on us where it's like, okay, bowling, back uh, off title games a possibility. Wait, this might they've, be one of the best seasons they've got. They've ever. got to finish it and, again. And, but but yeah. to what, what we're trying to say is, Ryan's been saying this for weeks, but this is going to be a truly unique season no matter what in CU history because of the way things have happened. But when you add the, the historical tidbit of the record being one of the best also in CU history, this is really turning into a whole storm of just different things that are coming along and making this uh, season truly one to remember. What, yeah, but here's my word of caution, right? The last time they were 7-2, and two, which is also the last time they finished above 500. Um, they were seven and two, and they finished seven and six. 
We all remember 70 to three. Damn it, Devin Ross. We all remember the 30 to three Nebraska game with the student section getting kicked out and that was, all of that. That was actually a, a proud moment for me. Well, for you were 15, so you just wanted to watch the world burn. Or were you Were you 13? You were 13. What year was that? 2005. 2005, yeah, I was 13. Yeah. So you probably, as teen, teenage emo RK, probably thought that was pretty cool. I don't think It was uh, a black spot on no, the No, that was a little later. Record. Your email face was No, I think that later. was like... Maybe the beginning of, like, I thought about dyeing my hair black. <laughs> was that pre or post uh, red jumpsuit apparatus? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but my point is... Love anti-flag. Plenty of, plenty of things. <laughs> there, are, there are plenty of ways. I think this team has a lot stronger mental constitution than that 2005 team did. Um, but Love there, the constitution. There are still ways that this could go wrong. So they've got to get it done, but it's looking like this could end up being one of the best seasons in program history. That's wild. It's, and like I've been saying and like Shap alluded to, there will never be a season like this maybe ever again in, in Colorado history where the it, expectations were so low yeah. and so greatly exceeded that uh, just soak it up. That's all I can say. Yep. One more thing that's wild is the fact that we have to leave you for a break. We'll be right back on the other side <laughs> okay. of the break wow, on the BSN Plus podcast. Jackson's Hole opened in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. Almost 40 years later, and Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. There's 65 and 70-inch TVs everywhere, the food is still amazing, and there's almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps that you can control at your own booth. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off Arapahoe and I-25, the original sports grill. By staying at the forefront of cannabis genetics, cultivation, and quality control, the clinic provides the best cannabis you'll find. And with 50 awards, they've won more than any other dispensary in Colorado. There's also a brand new clinic location right next to the Colorado Light Rail Station. And if you bring in a ticket from the game, they'll give you 15% off your entire purchase there. Seriously, check them out. Go to the new location off Colorado or go to theclinickcolorado.com. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast, and you could call this the pregame for the game that we're about to have. Uh, We're about to play the all-name draft, our favorite game on the BSN Buffs podcast. But this is the pregame for that, and the perfect place to get your pregame on is the Clock Tower Grill. They have $3 Long Islands on Mondays, 75-cent wings on Wednesdays, and $3 shots on Fridays. It's right off the Lincoln Light Rail Station. And if you're coming from south of downtown, say you're heading off to a Broncos game, Nuggets are playing. People go to those games, I guess. No, they don't. Avalanche dozens are playing. Of people, people are going to dozens. those games. Dozens of us. There are dozens of us do- Nuggets fans. I was there on Saturday night. Gosh darn it. I watched all of that, including the power How outage. How much did you pay for that, by the way? I was pissed because I thought that I would get them for 17 by showing up to the box office, but the price like online plus fees is the same as the price at the box office. There's no advantage to going to the box office anymore. So they were still 22 bucks. Oh, so we were right when we were set, when we looked at each other. I'm like, I wonder if we could get in for 20 bucks tonight. Yeah, 22. Well, but anyway. Anyways, Clock Tower Grill, perfect place to get your pregame on. Stop off there. Tell them we sent you here at BSN Denver. Uh, but now it's time for the all-name draft, the favorite game of the BSN Buffs podcast, the people that participate on the podcast, not the listeners. Sorry, uh, I just saw a tweet of a child dressed up as Chance the Rapper for Halloween, and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I saw that too. It's so cute. Uh, you want to let Ted, Ted? I don't think has ever done an all-name draft. I've dude. done one. I did one for the Idaho State Bengals. Remember, I, I mean, picked Cougar Coburn. 
I, mm. Yeah, that was a good Did one. Did you win? Did we even do a poll? We didn't do a poll. <sighs> we should have because I would have won. And it's it's sucked because that was one where we actually had four people because Will picked yeah. John Raheem Peoples. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, we can get four people on right now. Ziskin's walking in. Uh, he hasn't seen the roster. Either way. Uh, apparently, he's, not that I would listen to the Freeballing podcast, but apparently they said bad things about our podcast, so they're not invited on ours anymore. Oh. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, w- I, I, I don't listen to yeah. it either, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Oh. Terrible podcast. I guess we won't go on that anymore. Uh, <laughs> can I, wait. Can, can we start this? Who's gonna, who has the first pick? I want to go first so I can ruin RK's. Did you figure draft. out what my. No, I, I haven't looked. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I just have a feeling. I changed my, uh, my strategy here, but go ahead. Okay. With the, with the first pick, um, his friends call him the dude. Jaleel Wadud. Yes. Jaleel Wadud, number two. If you click on the very junior. Yeah. Pronunciation sound that they have. Uh, he doesn't say the bot the last D. No, Wadu. Jalil Wadu. Yes. So um, his friends but still, call him the do. The do. Okay. Uh, do the do. I'll I'll take this next one. Uh, number seventy five, defensive lineman, freshman from Pittsburgh, California, went to De La Salle High School. Boss Tagaloa. <laughs> Ryan had that one. He was on. He was on my big board. Uh, He's a good pick. Well, here's what I'm gonna do with my first pick. Uh, you know, no, I can <laughs> sleep on him. Get him in the later rounds. So I'm gonna go with um, a guy who I'm pretty sure was on backyard baseball, Paco Perez. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Pablo Sanchez's rival. Ah uh, yes. Paco Perez. <laughs> All right. Are we snaking? It's pretty good. Um, do you want to do it that way? Yeah. Um, do you care? Yeah, I'm going to go here with... Hang on one sec. Get the stats here. 5'10", running back. Remember that he's a running back. Uh, out of Clovis, California. Bolu Olo Run for Me. <laughs> run for Me. Run for Me. I don't think that's how it's pronounced on the pronunciation Let's guide. Listen. Sounds pretty close ah, to me. Pretty close, pretty close. It's okay. actually he's actually running from them, not running from me. But he's hey. running from the PR staff. <laughs> uh, my next pick, I've got a six-four linebacker, freshman, six-four, two hundred thirty pounds from Carson, California. Uh, this is a favorite food of the late-night Boulder eaters, Braylon Brandon. Ah, the Brandon. The Brandon, of course. If you don't know, you should know. If you listen to this podcast, you definitely need to know. Yeah. Don't add us if you don't know what a Brandon is. Also, okay. shout out to Brandon Wardell. <laughs> For being good. And, like, the eight Brandons that are in our company. For good posts. Love so, that good content. All right. I'm going to go a little bit off of the, uh, off of the beaten path here. Uh, pick a guy who sounds like he was born in 1840. Um, he's 212 pounds, specifically. He's six foot two. He's a wide receiver from Mesquite, Texas, and his name is Eldridge Massington. Ah, actually, uh, he was on my big board. <laughs> he actually, I thought he hailed from like London. Yeah, Eldridge, Eldridge Massington. Yes, he's a golfer. A what? Who doubles. He's a golfer. Who a golfer, doubles yeah. as a football player. Who's is it? Mine. That's pick. Snake. That's last. Oh pick right shoot. Um, Time's well. a ticking on this. <laughs> podcast with no time well i'm going to uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stay in i'm gonna stay in england then um 
I'm going to pick an offensive lineman from La Costa, California, six foot four, three fifteen, Scott Quessenberry. Ah, uh, yes, Scott Quessenberry. <laughs> Scott Quessenberry. See, Out I just of, changed. I just changed regions on you. Yes. Out of Orange Lutheran High School, <laughs> defensive lineman, six four, two hundred twenty-five pounds, redshirt freshman. Keyshawn Lucifer South. That's a great name. I should have picked that one. Lucifer South. What a name. I, don't you? I mean, you go south to hell, so the name's like double hell. Wow. H-E <laughs> double hockey sticks. Double, <laughs> double hockey sticks. So many hockey sticks. All right. Love well, bucks. It's honor, Lucier, by the way, unfortunately, but it's still good. Oh, you lied. I lied. You lied. About, hold on, hold on. On Lucier South. You lied. It looks like Lucifer to me, <laughs> but that's me adding in letters again. True. There's no well, F. I don't know if there's a name for that disease other than just not being good at reading. Well, <laughs> with my last pick, in honor of the holiday at hand, I would like to take a quarterback, 6'2 freshman out of Mission Viejo, Devin Modster. Wow. He's a modster mash. He's a modster ma- Do the modster mash. He's on the big board. Devin Monster Mash. I, you could have gone good if you, uh, you what? picked Octavius Spencer, too. Well, like, yeah, but we, people know that name. So I thought of, like, that's I was not trying to do a holiday path. brand here, and I was going to take Deshaun Holiday. <laughs> and then I was also going to take... Spelled with a C, yes. not an S. Deshaun. <laughs> yes, and then I was also going to take Jason Baker in honor of Halloween because of Jason. There's a lot of Hawaii, there was a lot of Hawaiian names on UCLA. Also, shout out to uh, Mossy Johnson, something you'd never want to have. <laughs> oh, that sounds brutal. <laughs> no way. No way. All right, we're going to take a quick time out of the PSM. Mossy Johnson. How, how do you not pick that? I forgot. That would have won it. Euflora is the Apple store of cannabis with three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech-driven shopping experience. Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to eufloracolorado.com. That's eufloracolorado.com. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com. Life Flower Dispensary on Leedsdale serves medical and recreational until midnight. We are a one-stop shop and have something for everyone. Whether you're a smoker or prefer to use topical treatments for severe pain, we carry a huge variety of edibles, infused sodas, concentrates, flour, and we even carry glass too. Check out our menu at weedmaps.com for specific strains and price details. Life Flower Dispensary. Open 8 a.m. to 12 a.m. Monday through Sunday. Mention BSN Denver and get 15% off your entire purchase. Back on the BSN Buffs podcast one final time and inspired by something I saw earlier this week, which was hilarious. Uh, Shea Fields had a pretty good idea for a Halloween costume uh, to set this up. Uh, it was the day before Halloween. Uh, Shea Fields, Devin Ross, Bryce Bobo after practice were hanging out. 
inside of Franklin Field uh, while Mike McIntyre was doing his media scrum and I was kind of towards the field so I could kind of hear what both McIntyre and Shea was talking about. And uh, Shea was talking about the different Halloween costumes that he would have and he said he wanted to be Marshawn Lynch. Uh, and then uh, when the media scrum ended, uh, Mike McIntyre walked past Shea Fields and Shea Fields says just loud enough so Mike McIntyre can hear, ah, wonder if I should... Marshawn Lynch these interviews too. And uh, Mike McIntyre responded to Shea Fields with, you know only your mom thinks you're cute. <laughs> that is I the most <laughs> savage thing. When Mike McIntyre is happy, he's a dangerous man. Like he just, he just absolutely destroys people now that he's happy. He's he, merciless to Shap in the weekly, I mean. He's merciless daily, to me. Daily pressers. Merciless. He just straight out says no to me all the time. He said, well, I mean, he also, I mean, he's, making, he's out here making jokes about Georgia now as a Georgia Tech alum. He's like, he's made some joke about not being able to count right. And he's like, I don't know. I only got a master's from Georgia. I'm pretty sure he's keeping track of Denver Post Nick Cosmeter's shoes. Like, he's like, every single day. It's so, it used to be he would start the press conference with, golly gee, or whatever. It's a beautiful day in Boulder. And then it would, like, that, and he would also break the ice with something like, ah, I really like your shoes or something. Now it's, like, at least six icebreakers. Like, he's so happy to, like, <laughs> just be talking to people. It's, it's, it's pretty fantastic. Imagine how much more he fun his job goes, is. He always goes for the clothes reference. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, uh, the band you got there on your shirt. Well, who is that? Like, uh, Bree Thomas, uh, who works for C Sports Nation, she was wearing an Old Miss shirt because her sister goes to Old Miss. And bad, Mac coached there. Mac, bad like, idea. Mac, like, lost it. Mac's <laughs> like, I coached at Old Miss. Like, I love Old Miss. <laughs> and it was, like, a whole thing. And Bree's like, I don't know, like, how to respond to this. That's not quite like when uh, John Henderson of the Denver Post wore a red shirt when Brian Cabral became the coach. Oh, God. Oh, boy. And he wore a red shirt to one of the pressers. And, like, as Adam Munster-Tiger describes the story... Brian Cabral was looking at him like he wanted to fight him right then and there. <laughs> yeah. I miss the days like somebody somebody was wearing a Nebraska hat in the student section for the ASU game. I didn't talk about that, but I, I, I like walked up to him. I was like, dude, five years ago, I would have I would have made you leave. But I guess I'm just going to be nice because I'm in a good mood. Um, but it was awkward for everybody. But uh, confession one time when I was like. 13-year-old kid who doesn't really know what he was doing. I went to a Buffs game, and I couldn't find my Buffs hat, so I was wearing, like, a Buffs shirt or whatever, but I just, like, put on an ASU hat that my grandparents got me, and, like, this was way before they were in the Pac-12, so yeah. it wasn't a big deal. But this, like, 30-year-old man who was sitting in our section was just, like, screaming at me the entire game. Oh, no. You'd be screaming at someone that was doing that now. That's <laughs> where that comes from for you. <laughs> I don't think I would, like... I'll just low key roast them like if on a my guy had an amateur if, psychiatrist, Jake Shapiro. If a guy had a Nike buff shirt and an Under Armour buffs hat, you would be well, screaming yeah, at him. No, I wouldn't scream at anyone <laughs> ever. <laughs> that's not true. When have I screamed at someone? Ah, C- CSU Rocky yeah, Mountain Showdown. I was gonna say. That's like screaming it from afar. <laughs> okay. Except for that one time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this story. I, I haven't. But uh, <laughs> you probably don't remember. <laughs> but speaking of dressing up. Uh, we were thinking about the best uh, Buffs-related Halloween costumes or Boulder-related Halloween costumes. Uh, I ran into some of the players out on the weekend in uh, some of the Blackout Boys, and they were dressed up as Darren Cheverini. A uh, very lazy effort because they all have those clothes, but it was pretty funny. Uh, you saw the equipment managers 
dressed up as Darren Cheverini as well. It's a pretty easy costume. I think an absolute classic Halloween costume for CU students is Ralphie plus Handlers. That's, uh, that's number two. That was mine, Chad. Number Chap. one best CU costume is Beggy and Pe- Betty and, and Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that a few times from some females across campus. That's, that's my number one. I saw that from a twin males one year. Oh, I remember. I've seen that. Yeah. But here's but here's the thing with the Ralphie and Handlers. What you've got to do is you've got to do it like the horse where you've got like a person in front and a person in back and like do like a quadruped Ralphie. Like that's taking that to the next level. Big ass Ralphie. Yeah. And did that. That would be really cool. I was close to doing it. And what it ended up what it would have ended up doing and why I didn't do it it was was just going to be a bunch of dog leashes around my neck. So it would have looked like I was. Well, you already you you all you already went to a Halloween party in hand in handcuffs this year, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but we won't reference that. Uh, it was close to that. But uh, speaking of bondage, uh, one of my friends, one of my friends went to a Halloween cost or a Halloween party as the bull bound buffs, uh, bound his hands together and uh, which friend taped yep. bowls all over uh, his body. Fucking lame. <laughs> You're gonna have to believe that. No, I'm not. The boss said it. Okay. <laughs> I'm really bad at that role. Uh, <laughs> uh, another one that I thought of while I was brainstorming costumes would be good. Would be Evil Chip. Uh, you just start Chip the Buffalo, but you're more sinister. You just put on a mustache, I guess. <laughs> so uh, then you're just Sparky. <laughs> and then Sparky's terrible. Uh, I think the last one I thought of that would be solid would be you and a couple buddies go as the different flat irons. Mm. <laughs> that's real. That's some performance art right there, man. I don't know. You could go. It's more of a abstract costume. You could, you could, if you were like a, if, if you rocks, were like, so to speak. If you were a, if you were a buffs, a buffs hater, you could go like completely naked for Halloween and say that you were wearing all of our bowl highlights from the last nine years. <laughs> Nothing. I like the flat irons one. I'm glad someone. How supports would you? Me. How would you execute it? I think you'd like cut out like, like cut out cardboard. a cardboard and like make it the shade for the flat irons. And you and your friends like went uh, and stood next to each other. And like when you stand next to each other, it was like kind of clearly. Can like, I be the one with the CU on it? Like I think that's an outdated reference, but sure. Cool. Wait, what? One of the flat irons has CU on it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, faded now, but everyone it was, when it first happened, you can look it up. <clears throat> when it first happened, people were. Pissed. I would have been. It's huge. Yeah, I mean, you can see it. Really? Which yeah. one? Uh, I think it's the second one or the third one. Yeah, I don't know. This is news. It's not to, one, is, but it's not like one of. This the is news the to me. I'm from either. South Boulder. I only see Bear Peak and Green Mountain from my house usually. I can't believe you haven't seen this. Like, especially as someone from Boulder. Let's see if I can pull it up in a picture. We'll, we'll just do that after the podcast. Yeah, it doesn't really help the podcast listeners to wait uh, for you to pull up a picture. I'm gonna wrap it up now. So please, uh, thanks for listening to BSN Buffs <laughs> podcast, the bi-week podcast. Uh, next week we've got a different. No, last, last week, week was the bi week podcast. podcast. Oh, another, well, this was recapping the bi week. <laughs> this was the hello week. <laughs> I'm naming the podcast. <laughs> I'm not even clickbaiting it. I'm just going hello week. The fact that Ted thinks it's that funny makes me so happy. Uh, either way, we're going to try and do two podcasts next week, wrapping up UCLA and previewing Arizona, as well as a basketball preview show. Is it basket- November yet? In like four, three hours, it will be. Yeah, the basketball team. Uh, listening to this, it's November. Can I finish a <laughs> sentence, please? The basketball You're team. listening to this, it's too late. Starts their season a week from Friday. Uh, so stay tuned to all of our content on bsmbuff.com. 
uh, or BSN Denver. Uh, he is Ted Chalfin. You can follow on Twitter and I'm losing at it. the Ghost of Marv. You can follow him, Ryan Koningsberg, on Twitter at Ryan Koningsberg. I am Jake Schreer, the editor of BSNBuff.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Chapalicious. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Check, check, check. Perfect. Check, check, check. This is the BSN Buffs podcast. You're listening to Jake Shapiro, your trusted co-host, the best headline maker in town. And Ryan Koningsberg, I'd like an audio check from you as well. Check, check, check. 70% of people say Ryan Koningsberg is the best headline maker of all time, which means that Ali Monroe has a 30% approval rating on this podcast. But I feel like the fact that I got 30% at least validates you as well because I learned most of my headline making skills from you. Okay. So like you kind of won a hundred percent of the vote. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Ted, can we get an audio check on you? No, I will not give you an audio check. No chance in hell. That's a ridiculous question. Is this supposed to be funny?